0: Thank you for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Show. Are you feeling stuck in your personal and professional life? Do you want to take your life to the next level, but don't know where to start? The four-week turning point coaching program is here to help you achieve your goals. Our program is designed to help you identify your turning points and the effects they've had on your confidence. We'll evaluate changes you'd like to make, set achievable goals, and create a plan to reach them. We'll work with you to develop a customized roadmap that fits your unique needs and circumstances and provide ongoing support and guidance every step of the way. We will help you overcome any obstacles that are holding you back and build the confidence and skills you need to succeed. So if you're ready to take the next steps and transform your life, join the Turning Point Coaching Program today. Check out the show notes for the link to register. I look forward to supporting you on your journey to becoming beautifully confident. Have you struggled with self-confidence? Being over 50, I've had countless moments of self-doubt. From questioning my career choices to going through a divorce and trying to navigate the dating world as a single mom. Sometimes it feels like the doubts just keep piling up, but I know I'm not alone in this struggle. I am your host, Kelly Buckley, and I'm thrilled to be sharing The Beautifully Confident Show, where we'll explore ways to grow our confidence inside and out. We'll hear from experts who have been through it all and learn practical tips for embracing our strengths and feeling more self-assured. I'm excited to embark on this journey of self-discovery and growth, and I hope you'll join me in overcoming our doubts and fears and become Beautifully Confident together. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Show. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and I'm thrilled to have you here. On our show, we explore the powerful connection between beauty and confidence, and we hear from incredible experts who have overcome challenges and risen to become beautifully confident women that they are today. We know that confidence isn't always easy and that life can throw us curveballs that shake our sense of self. But by sharing our stories and the steps we took to elevate ourselves, we hope to inspire and empower our listeners to embrace their own unique beauty and cultivate unshakable confidence. So sit back, relax, and get ready to feel beautifully confident. I have a fabulous guest today. Her name's Lisa Drennan, and I'm excited to have her share how we grow our confidence through being financially stable. And you're going to hear some of her tips.
1: Welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much, Kelly, for having me. Excited to be here. Love the show. I love Thank your you. Show. <laughs> Thank you. So let me tell you a little bit about Lisa before she starts to share a little
0: bit about herself and some steps that she took to become more confident in herself and with her finances and how she's sharing that with other people. Lisa Drennan is the founder of I Date Money. She is a wealth activator who has been in the finance and insurance industry since 1987. From self-sabotage to sovereignty, she rewrote her money story, paid off 100000 in debt in six months by implementing her unconventional money multiplier system. The very strategy that enabled her to retire two and a half years early and move to her dream home at the beach as a millionaire. That's awesome. She is now on a mission to help 1 million women become millionaires without sacrificing their self-sovereignty by falling head over heels in love with money. That sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And I love the mission to help other women become millionaires. I mean, this is just something that I feel like is so important to help women feel more confident in their their own finances and, and how they're bringing that in life. So, Lisa, share a little bit about you and how you got to the place you are. We're going to hear about your turning point, too, with confidence, um, as well as what you have going on right now.
1: So let's start with your story. Okay. Yeah. Well, my story um, has a lot of um, ups and downs, a lot of curves and turns. And I I like to say I went through the valley and the forest and couldn't see the trees. You know, that saying that tr- you can't see the trees because of the forest Um, I started off, you know, wanting to help others. And, you know, in August of 20, online coaching had always been a big thing. And I had spent my whole entire life working full time and doing a side gig. And I got into um, becoming a certified aromatherapy practitioner. And with that, I entered into an MLM company and we got into coaching. Like you can build a team and you can coach so i actually started off um, taking a course after my aromatherapy to become a financial coach because i love finances and i've been in it but i was so afraid to teach on finances because of my debt i was like who am i i can't do this no confidence spent my time self-sabotaging and as i worked with uh, marketing coaches They're like, well, you can do health and fitness. You can use your MLM company and and incorporate those products and, you know, just teaching me the systems. And I did it and it was fun, but I didn't love it. I knew something was missing, but I'm so good at hiding. I couldn't quite place it. So it ironically, every April since August of 20, I, I just stop and I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this business. So I switched gears and I went into client attraction coaching again, loved it had a great business, but it wasn't my heart. And I didn't know what was. And as I worked through my own finances and started creating my own money management system, um, I like to call it the wealth activation roadmap. I realized a lot of my clients would, you know, they were entrepreneurs and they didn't have business income expenses separate from their personal. So I incorporated that into the program to help them know that this is important and this is why. And As I moved along, still shying away from finances, I was like, okay, I don't really love doing client attraction. What can I do next? And the whole time I'm exploring my own identity, my own self-love, trying to figure out how do I show up authentically as myself with this confidence, with this self-assurance, with self-trust. And I, I just couldn't do it. And I kept going after all the shiny objects, trying to figure it out changed my niche again and went into a um, started a not-for-profit divine timing ministries started coaching working with ladies post-abortion loss of a child and you know did the whole launch thing received a client and i thought this isn't it either (laughs) this isn't (laughs) it either and while working with that client she said hey can you help me with finances you're 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 a financial coach and i was like oh yeah sure so I actually spent three months working with her um, with her personal finances and she made great strides and realized that the money mindset was the driving force behind the debt. And realizing that, hey, wait a minute, that that's my story. So I I stopped receiving clients in April of 21, 22. What year are we in? 23, April of 22. And in October, I met with my coach and I said, I, this is what I want to do. And I couldn't quite put it all together. And she's like, and I always personify money. I always talk about if money was a person, what kind of relationship would you have? And she's like, and I was doing you know like one-to-one coaching with clients, helping them create money management systems, also known as budgets, but I don't like the word budget. That's a bad word, too restrictive. And um, so we got to talking and she's like, Will you date money? I'm like, yes, I date money. Every week, money and I sit down and we have this beautiful conversation. We celebrate, we do our happy dance, and we look at our wealth activation roadmap. She says, well, there you go. There you have it. And I'm like, well, it's not that easy. (laughs) And I I did some feeling back, some layers, and really understanding by captivating my thoughts and examining why I believed I wasn't worthy to teach something that was so needed, especially in the industry and realized that I had an addiction to 0% credit cards. And I wasn't sure, even though I had paid off my debt, I wasn't sure if I was ready to be the authority to, to, to represent that in my business. So after peeling back some layers, implementing this really cool technique combined with the power of the breath with the scent, um, I was able to say, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I, Date Money was actually um, born in November of 22. The beta program started in December and I welcomed three beautiful ladies who helped build out the modules in the program and refine it. And the money multiplier system has been the core of the program itself. Um, so yeah, it's just been my heart and my passion and I declared in November that I wanted to help 1 million women become millionaires so that they too can have this sense of sovereignty towards money and really dive into this relationship. And it, it sounds crazy, like, I'm going to date money. Yes, because when you pay attention to money, it multiplies, it grows, and whatever you focus on grows.
0: That's awesome. I love that story. Are you tired of draining your ad spend budget and still not landing in front of your ideal clients? Did you know the amount of podcasts have more than tripled in the past three years? And podcast advertising is helping more people get in front of their ideal customers. Visit my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to schedule a quick chat with me to see if your business qualifies to advertise on our show. And Lisa, so some of the things I heard you say was how many times you looked at what you were doing and realized it wasn't your passion Mm -hmm. and then pivoted from there. And I think that's so important to not just live in a space of doing something we don't love because somebody else has said, well, yeah, that would be good for you. And then just living there. So I love that you took the time to self-evaluate. And then move on to something else and not be afraid to try something else. That's great.
1: Yeah, and it was challenging. It's really challenging to get out of your own way and to say, okay, what, what is it that I really want to do? And it was scary because you know how difficult it is to start a business. You know, and here I am. I had, I had let go of my um, other side gig. I had three or four at one time. And I was just like, okay, I'm just going to start all over. And then I started all over again. And again and again and i I like to tell you when i feel like i'm brand new i just launched in november of 22. um but in reality i i tried things that didn't work so yeah just really i mean our intuition knows when something's not right we can feel it in our heart and just to listen and just say okay this isn't it but at the same time everything i did all kind of meshed together and when i looked at the bigger picture and said what's the common thread here And it was always finances, it was always helping somebody with setting up either their business portfolio or their personal finances and, you know, going through like the best investment options and, you know, is debt really bad and, you know, if we don't like the word budget, lots of women hate the word budget. It reminds them I had a client who said it reminded her of her ex-husband who made her track everything down to a stick of gum. Oh my. (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) and that uh, i honestly when you when you said that about but the word budget i thought the same thing like i've always felt like when i put a budget in place i'm like okay well now i'm going five dollars over this part of it and now i feel terrible about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah i love that that it's uh, giving words to things that do help us in life but maybe not the ugly words as being helpful
1: yeah yeah and the words are powerful i mean our thoughts are one of our most powerful tools and when we really think about why you know especially external thoughts you know when you really think about that like why do you believe it and asking yourself is this true and what do i really believe and, and getting back to that you know that part of your life yourself where i mean at one time we were all very confident and you know i remember my 20 year old self I was a single mom, I was doing all the things, I was brave, you know, and then somewhere along the line, I kind of lost all of that and became this huge people pleaser. Hmm. And you know, and then being able to establish those healthy boundaries and being confident and saying, you know what, I would love to help you, but that's really not in alignment with what I want to do. So therefore, and some of those conversations can be really hard, and it's scary.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks for sharing that. Um, so our next segment, what we talk about is your turning point. So everybody, ha- I feel like, has a turning point of when something was shaken in them that they really felt like, I, I just, I don't even know how I'm going to move forward because my confidence is just not there. So do you have a story to share with our listeners um, that they they can relate to um, a a point of your life that you felt like this is where I was shaken and knew something had to change?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have several. Um, the, the one that I believe I should talk about today is, you know, back in, um, May of 20, I was, working with i had some really bad back pain i was going for acupuncture and i was working with a psychologist um trying to work through my own self-worth and self-value i had come to a turning point where i was just angry and disgusted and i knew something wasn't right but i wasn't sure what it was and I was like I said earlier, I was so good at hiding. And until 2016, I couldn't even identify emotions. When the movie Inside Out came out, that's like, hey, wait a minute, those are emotions. Okay. You know, and when I became an aromatherapy practitioner, I had to know what emotions were in order to walk my clients through the session. And it was really difficult for me because I never felt those emotions. So here I am in May of 20. And I'm sitting on this acupuncture table, and. I had working working with my psychologist, who I was doing a lot of um, journaling with. I like to call them brain dumps. And I realized that I back when I was um, prior to age seventeen, I was faced with three unplanned pregnancies. Two of them ended in abortion. I swore I would never tell, and it kept me from feeling worthy. Like I didn't trust myself. I constantly beat myself up. So with her help, I was able to identify that that's what I was hiding from. And by being able to share my story, and I actually wrote a book about it, I was able to realize that my past mistakes don't define who I am today. And I realized that part of the self-sabotage that I was doing, I was overeating, overdrinking, and overspending, was because I was trying to fill this hurt and this void. So once I started working through it and feeling the feelings related to that and all of the decisions that came afterwards... You know all the broken relationships and the arguments and all of that. I realized that I was working with money, but I was wasn't. I had everything on auto pay. I have money buckets, and every time I got paid from my full time job and my side gig, I would feel like that wasn't enough. And then I would always be using my money to pay down these credit cards. And at one time, I had twelve, but I was afraid to look at them. So, with the help of my coach. Um, and art therapy, I actually started working towards why I was using these credit cards and playing this credit card game. I was almost like a gambler. I'd have 0%, 12 months, it would end out, and then I'd find another one. And then I would pay off three or four and rack them back up. And I had the money all along, but at the time, I didn't know it. So with the art therapy and um, my coach's guidance, I was able to find out that I was trying to fill this emotional void from childhood stories And from the decision I made at 16 by giving away my power, I was this huge um, people pleaser who was always told, no, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. You need to do as I say. And if you don't do as I say, well, then you're going to get this consequence. And we went back all the way back to age zero. And I uncovered my earliest childhood memories um, and was able to realize that my family the combination like the generational you know curses i'd like to to call them what they carried through was so conflicting about money and money not being there for me so i declared when i was like 13 that i would never tell my kids no i would do whatever i needed to do to have them be to get what i wanted them to get as far as like designer clothes and things like that and because i was so afraid that money wasn't going to be there. I didn't want to touch my savings or my money that I had put in a money bucket for clothing or for recreation. So I would just use the 0% credit cards. So creating that bridge as to why I did it, I was able to break that and realize like my whole attitude was I hate debt. Then I realized after I found out what debt afforded me and how I did beautiful things, bought cars, went on vacation, did education. And I was like, wait a minute, debt really helped me through these hard times. And I realized that I loved debt, and I could leverage debt to my advantage. And when I understood why I was using debt instead of my own money, I was able to sit with myself and say, okay, you can trust yourself to make the best decisions. You've worked hard, you've saved this money, you've implemented this money multiplier system, give yourself permission to use your money in accordance. And so when we sat down, and when I sat down and created my um, my own personal system, which becomes became my program, I realized that paying attention every single week to money was the key and celebrating the investments in the assets and paying attention to the debt and knowing that I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. So the biggest pivotal moment was when I realized the connection of debt has nothing to do with being irresponsible with money. or not having enough money. It has to do with that emotional connection of that void that we're all trying to fill. And once you can identify that void, once you can be brave enough to go through those layers because they're deep and it, it's not one and done. It's not like a magic pill. It's something you have to work on every day. And every day you get, you get more and more layers revealed. And the deeper you go, the scared, scarier it is because there's things in our subconscious that we're hidden, that we're afraid to look at. And we, to be able to be brave enough to look at that. And to work through that fear and become in an emotion of neutrality, wow, just like fireworks go off, it's like walking on sunshine. <laughs>
0: oh. oh my gosh, thank you for being so transparent and sharing that story um I just it's I know it's gonna touch some listeners' hearts. Um, women have been through so many different things, um and I love that you shared you know that you were trying to keep things a secret and i I do think. So many of us as women, try to just be strong and and not show those emotions so that you know we're not appearing weak to other people, so thank you for sharing all of that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, yeah yeah, um, and so can you share with our listeners where they can find you um and if there's anything you have going on right now that you you want to talk about and and share something that can help them? elevate
1: yeah absolutely um, i'm you can find me at idatemoney.com um i have a beautiful experience there called the money dating game i have found working with hundreds of people thousands of people since 1987 that there are seven money personalities and we all have one of them we all have a mesh of them within us but there's a dominant personality and when we date money we are always attracted to the opposite person who who do you want to date who do you want to be more like and one of the personalities is ian the investor he's very popular (laughs) (laughs) Um, maverick the money maker probably comes in second but it's fun and it's just if you remember the dating game from the 70s um and you may have seen reruns um it's a fun, interactive experience where you really get to understand money and the personality. Um, I also have a freebie um for all of you. It's the money multiplier system. It's the very system that helped me retire two and a half years early for my career job and move to my dream home at the beach as a self-made millionaire. It's the exact system that I use with my clients and I use every single day. Um, when we really crush on money, we pay attention to money. This is what's going to make it multiply. And it's so simple. We miss it. So what is the money multiplier system? It's a 10, 10, 10 plan. You save 10% first. You pay yourself first by investing 10% into your savings account. You give away 10%. Giving creates that reciprocal energy of giving and receiving, and it changes your heart and your thought process. And you get to blow 10% or have fun with 10%. I like to call it my fun money, where you just splurge on yourself, whether it be a monthly massage, um, a petty a manny, the whole um, secret to the 10% fun money is to spoil you because you work hard for your money and you should enjoy it. And when you implement the money multiplier system, your money multiplies. It, it can't help but grow. You know, you may have heard that money goes where money is. This is how you get money to come to you.
0: Oh, I love that. And now that you explain the money multiplier idea, I love that. Oh, my gosh, that's fun. I'm definitely going to go on and do the the money dating game because I would yeah. like to see who I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, and then our last segment, Lisa, I always love my guests to share. What were some of the steps that you took to... Go from that turning point to, uh, you know, and that you could even share with listeners that they should start looking for to being debt-free and confident. What were what are a couple of the steps that you can recommend?
1: Yeah, that's, um, every single day I do that. It's um, very, very important to be consistent. You know, anything um, that we focus on grows. And when we have a relationship with money, we pay attention to it, it will grow. And there's times where we kind of shy away from doing this, but there's six steps. I'll share um, a few of them with you. The first step is to go into your bank accounts every single day and look at your income and celebrate that, celebrate the bank balances, do a happy dance, dance, give thanks for that. Having a heart of gratitude towards your income makes a huge difference in the way that you're thinking. And it's gonna give you a different perspective we tend to focus on the negative by just making this simple little change by focusing on the positive, you're gonna start to see your attitude is gonna be completely different. The next thing is to really implement the money multiplier system. A lot of my clients come to me and they don't even know what their finances are. They have no idea how much money they're making. And if they're entrepreneurs, they're taking all of the money that they're earning and putting it back into their business So the first thing I tell them, do the money multiplier system. And they're like, no, no, I can't do 10, 10, 10. Start off with 10% paying yourself first, investing in yourself first, put it in a savings account, a money market account that earns at least 3.5% interest and watch your money grow. Ideally, everyone should have seven months worth of expenses saved in an emergency savings account. If you don't, Do everything in your power to make that happen. And once you get that seven months of emergency money saved, then you can start continuing to build up that 10% every single time you receive income, setting aside 10% after you have the seven months of emergency saving money, start contributing portions of that additional 10% into CDs. It keeps your money with you. It's a conservative way, and it's a great way to maximize interest and watch your money grow. And the last tip I'll give you is back in 1992, when I started my career with Social Security Administration, my first, one of my first clients came to me. We did his retirement portfolio, got him onto retirement benefits. And he looked at me and he goes, can I give you some advice? Is that okay? I'm like, absolutely. He goes, if I was your age, when I learned this, which I just learned this six months ago, I would be a multimillionaire. He goes, I want to share this with you. My son shared it with me read the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, and apply those principles. That was the birth of my money multiplier system with just the 1010. The fun money wasn't there. And that's what I did. And it absolutely changed my portfolio and helped me build millions of dollars so I could retire early and not have to worry about money until I'm 90 years old If I did nothing else, if I stopped working or doing anything else right now, I am set till 90. I'm 55. (laughs) I got a (laughs) ways to go. Right? You look fabulous. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so when you implement this simple strategy consistently, it works. You just have to do the thing.
0: Wow. Those are great tips. Thank you so much. And thank you for the book tip. I wrote it down.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) It's wow. an easy read too. I know someone like, I don't like to read. It literally took me an hour. It takes me an hour to read the book. I, I read it every, I, I try to read it once a year. And this year I was like, you know what? I'm going to start reading it every quarter. Anyone who works with me, I tell them, you have to read the book. <laughs> yeah. It's a very good book.
0: And it's a great business book. Absolutely. It sounds like it is. I'm definitely going to get that. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So I have one last question, just because of how much you shared with us. I'm curious because it does, it sounds like you've assessed, you've pivoted so many different times. Is there a dream that you still have that you would like to fulfill?
1: Absolutely. I, um, I have a few dreams. My biggest dream is to, I have a, I started a not-for-profit called Divine Timing Ministries, which is a support group for post-abortion ladies. Um, my goal is to offer annual retreats for them. So I'm filing for a 501c3. Um, and we're just, we've been established for one year now. So the goal is to, um, welcome 700 ladies into the, into the group and start a 12 week class pro- program on rotation where we can help them go through and really truly forgive themselves for that, for that choice because it really does impact the wealth, health, and relationships.
0: Absolutely. Wow, that's a that's a great dream. Um, and it's that you're already working on it though, right?
1: Yeah, we started, I mean, we formed the group and you know we have our board, we've been meeting. the board's been meeting, planning, creating the bylaws. and then July of last year, we started doing biweekly meetups. So every two weeks via Zoom, we meet, we we know just come and support, share our story. A lot of times we focus on a topic, you know, like self-love, confidence. Relationships, things of that nature. We have a website, divinetimingministries.org, dot org, and we have information on there. And then I have a podcast for giving the girl inside a matter of the heart that's geared towards a woman post abortion.
0: That's great. Thank you so much, and and so needed. Um, I think yeah. I actually worked in a um, in a women's clinic for a little while that they did counseling and um, worked with women who were considering abortion, and you know just did counseling with them. And yeah, I so think it's, it's overlooked of, you know, the impact and, and how to help heal. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause I'm no one sure. tells you what's going to happen after you make the choice. Yeah. You I know most women that are, most women just, I have a really hard time and it. I mean, no confidence, no self-love, no trust. It, it really impacts the relationships, the money, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. And
0: mm-hmm. I, I, I'm grateful for you doing that work. So, and I appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much for sharing from your heart, Lisa. Listeners, if you didn't catch all of her information, that's okay, because it'll be in the show notes. So if you're driving and didn't catch all of that, but want to connect with Lisa, please check the show notes and you will find everything there. Thank you so much, Lisa.
1: Well, thank you, Kelly. I I enjoyed being here.
0: Absolutely. That's all for today's episode of the Beautifully Confident Show. Thank you so much for joining us as we explore the powerful connection between beauty and confidence. Remember, if you're feeling like your confidence has been shaken, it's never too late to rise up and step into your most beautifully confident self. Be sure to check out the show notes for more information on how you can connect with us and continue on your journey towards self-love and empowerment. Until next time, stay beautifully confident. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.